Hi everyone, welcome to Amateur. This is Ellie, your host. I hope you're having a great week, great couple of weeks. I've had some interesting weeks and that's something I want to talk about today. I think, first of all, this podcast is going to be more of a monthly, maybe fortnightly thing and we'll see where it goes, but I'm really excited. I really was thinking about what the mission of this podcast was and I've already thought about it but I think it's had different iterations throughout the process of me doing this podcast. So what I was thinking today, having those shower thoughts, I was really thinking about this and I thought, well, you know, the concept amateur sounds a little bad if you tell someone, you know, like you're an amateur, you're telling them they don't know how to do things or that they are like really new to something. But what I was thinking of is that When I was born, I wasn't given a book that told me how to live life. I didn't have instructions. I am assuming that you didn't have that either on how to actually live life, on what things to do, what things to not do, what things to try out, how to think, so many things. And of course, let's not talk about imposing ways of thinking, but I think what we haven't been taught and maybe, and I think for me, for in my own personal experience, because of the different places that I've been able to be part of, whether that is the college I went to or uh, the spaces, the rooms I was in or the people I've met, I've been able to learn how to think. And I think that's something that we all have to keep on refining. But I think it's something that we need to talk more about how to think about things, how to think about life, and how to live life. So this podcast is basically your rule book, maybe not even rule book, don't call it that, it sounds a little bad. I would say it's your, it's a guidebook. Um, it's a, an exploration of how to live life. And through the failings, through the fallings, through the fallouts, through all of it, the highs and the lows, we find some conclusions and some good takeaways for life and a good thing to do is to you know always meditate and always reflect on everything that happens in life to see what you can take away and how can you take that moving forward because you know we want to keep on moving forward and just to add to this before we get into the deep lands of the podcast (laughs) that was really funny to me i've never heard anyone say that i want to say this i heard someone at work today not today this week say this i couldn't be in a job where there was no growth or where there was no space for me to grow and then my boss told him that she even if he kept on talking like she literally got caught up in that and what he said like he couldn't she couldn't shake it because it was so true we are meant to grow to be in places where we grow we are made in a way that we need growth and when we're not growing either we're too numb to realize it or we're numbing ourselves because we're not seeing that growth because we need it it's a craving that we have it's a the way we are made and when we're not in the same way that when we don't drink water we're thirsty and then we're maybe looking to eat more we're we have a headache or we have like all of these other um results in the same way when we're not growing and when we're not matching that craving that our soul has then you know we 
either are ter feeling terrible and like barely making it through life and just existing or we're trying to admit with other things because or put patches on it because we don't really know what the root cause is so yeah that was interesting so that's the whole TED talk that I had to give about this podcast because that's what I wanted to be I wanted to be a playground for growth a playground for life discovery a playground for how to live life and I think that what informs my thinking is mostly what I hear people I respect say, plus other sources of information and all of the sources of information that I've had my whole life, my experiences, and then my way of processing all of those things through, you know, cross-examination. <laughs> this sounds so analytical, but I think it's good to always take things with a piece or a grain of sand or salt, I don't even know how you say that, but you know what I mean, and just see what things actually are, take a step back, and reflect on life, there's so much beauty in it, and we can get so many takeaways that can build us and form us to be wiser, to be more prudent, to be more agile, and have more grit in life, because we all need that, we all need that, and I think sometimes we can get caught up in the waves of life, and then forget that you know, there is so much to be learned in life. It's already a process. Like, even if you feel like you're not doing anything meaningful or purposeful, or maybe you're in a job that you feel like, yeah, you're contributing to something, but it's not necessarily something you are so passionate about, don't forget that in all of that, that's your assignment. That's the challenge that you have in front of you that is teaching you something. Like, this is literally being a gift to you that moment because it's forming you and it's teaching you things that you need for the future that you want to create and for the life that you want to live so even if you're not in something that you're super passionate about make it something that gives you that drive because it it is giving you it is teaching you those lessons that you need for whatever you do next that you might be more passionate about sometimes passion is not the best parameter to measure if your life is purposeful or not because passion as someone who is passionate about everything I literally can be passionate about tomato sauce or vitamins or anything if I just learn a little about it and I'm, I get fascinated by things super easily so that's just it's something fleeting it's something that it's just about your own posture. I think passion is about posture. Are you posturing towards things from a perspective and a place of awe and wonder and newness and seeing things always with new and fresh eyes and seeing things with possibility? Or are you just assuming that things are never going to be fully new? If I'm quoting the wisest man on earth, um saying that there is nothing new under the sun it's all about posture i think people that don't have awe or don't can't find passion or can't find awe in things it's just because they're they've taken the mentality and the mindset and the approach that there is nothing new under the sun but it's not something that is how would you say it it's not normative it's not that that is what it is, you know, that there's nothing new under the sun. It's just your perspective of things because everything can be new, you know, but it's just your perspective of how you're seeing things. And I think I find that 
usually, for instance, when I leave a city that I'm living in and I come back, then I see things new. And I think most people experience that. So sometimes it just takes taking a step back. And you can do that with everything in your life to find that passion. But I wouldn't use it as a parameter to see if you're in purpose or not. I think use, you can rather see it this way. Use it as every moment that you're in life, if you are living a life intentionally in purpose, everything that a decision that you make is in purpose for something specific, you know, maybe your purpose right now is to become the best version of yourself and you want to be more trustworthy. Maybe you want to be to have more integrity, maybe you want to be more kind. So I would just take those things and then wherever you're at, make that your mission and take the playground that you have where there, that's your work, your workplace, your friendships, your family, take that as a playground, as a challenge to, you know, I'm going to win this game in this and I'm going to become that and I'm going to arise to the occasion or however you say that, I'm going to rise to the occasion and... And then that gives you that purpose. You need to create that purpose because purpose and passion is about posture, both of them. So yeah, don't conform to a life without those essential things that we need as human beings, just because you're not seeing it right now. Maybe, just maybe think to yourself, maybe you're supposed to create it in your own life. But I wasn't going to talk about that, which is really interesting to me that we've gone into that tangent, which happens very often. So what I was intending to talk about today and what I felt really pulled to talk is this. I think that sometimes we think that life can't be as good as we want it to be. And I was talking with my mom. I was having this conversation today. That's why it sparked all of this. And then I listened to a voice note of a friend and I was like, wow, all of these things. Like, I can't, I need to do a podcast about this. So I was telling my mom how great things were going in life. And I was just marveled and in complete awe at how we were in this place both in my personal life and my brother's life and just all my siblings, my parents, just everything. Even in the roadblocks and the things that you would want to be different, I was like, this is amazing. Like, who would have said that this is insane? And then my mom just said, like, who would have said that things would be successful? Like, things could actually work out. But she said it in in a jokingly way, like, Ellie, see, like, it's possible not everything has to be a failure and I think I've set my mind for years and decades maybe not decades I haven't lived that long for years towards failure assuming that I was gonna fail assuming that things were not gonna work out and trying to do everything in my hands to make success possible seeing success as like the one percent possibility but not actual 99 or not the other side and it makes me think of the glass half empty half full and I was just seeing it as if like maybe maybe like you know I was seeing it as like glass just with one drop of water and then everything else nothing else and just like maybe that I make the the drop of water get to where it has to work get or 
But you know what I think of that is like, it's funny because I think a lot of us have a false sense of optimism because I consider myself, uh, myself an optimist. Like I am a full on optimist. If you ask anyone, unless I'm having a bad day, <laughs> I am usually seeing things from both perspectives about leaning more towards like things are going to work out. Like even if this is this way, because I tend to be pretty objective in my own opinion. And then from what other people would say in my close circle. But I always tend to lean towards hope, lean to, towards optimism. But I think that I had that construct. And I think many of us have this too, this construct of like, no, it's just not going to work out for me. Like, I'm just not the kind of person with, you know, things work out. And maybe if you grew up this way, maybe you weren't the straight A student and now you're living your life um, outside of school and you're like, well, I'm just not the straight A student. So things are not going to work out like that for me. Or maybe you don't get the job the, the first time or all of those things. And we start slowly making it a norm that posture of trying to prevent failure rather than embracing the possibility of success and I was blown away and I think that that's something that we need to all work on but I really wanted to talk about this like why don't we embrace that posture more why don't we actually live our lives as if success is possible as if things can work out well And I think that if we actually change our mindset, things could go well so much more. Because I think there is grace and I think there is, you know, goodness and life works out things. And I think for me, God works out things for my good. But sometimes we become our own mountain. And there's this book that I'm reading that is called Literally That. It's basically, the mountain is you. It's all about self-sabotage and so many ways that we don't know that we're self-sabotaging. But it's not even that self-sabotaging is harming yourself. It's actually that self-sabotage is a way of protection. So this was really interesting to me because I've always seen self-sabotage as self-harming. And even my therapist told me like years ago, this one therapist that I had one time, that I was self-sabotaging and I was self-harming by doing that and, and not in actual self-harm ways of, you know, physical harm, but like different ways of that. And it is very interesting because while reading this book, I realized that there were so many different types of self-sabotage that I didn't even see as self-sabotage. And the fact that there were around 50 types, I was like, this is insane. So, so many of us are self-sabotaging and we don't even know it, but it's all because of that because we are drawn to comfort, safety, and security. So you may live a life that is not even living life, that is conforming, that is not aligned with purpose, that is not leading you to your best self and to the version of yourself that is going to have the greatest impact in society. And even not, if you don't even think about that, that is going to be the best for you, that you're actually going to be most satisfied and fulfilled because we compromise for comfort and safety and security. So we basically leave that and say like, no, I'm just not going to be that. And usually that starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. So we start and we create those constructs and those things in our mind, those frameworks that 
tell us the prediction of what's going to happen. It's like a code. It's like if we have a code in our minds and we start coding and we say like, okay, if A equals B, then it's C, you know, like, and that of course does not make sense at all because that is not an actual formula, but it's this whole thing of, okay, so this is, and that's what we do with ourselves. That's literally what we do with ourselves. We code this parameter in our brains from what we believe life is, even if it's not that, and we become non-objective at all, completely subjective to our own perception of reality that might not even be true, and we code it in a certain direction that leads us to comfort and security and safety, even if we're compromising our highest self and what would make us most, most satisfied or most fulfilled. So this is my challenge to you. Think about the things that you are trying to protect yourself more in. So for instance, maybe let's talk about myself. Okay, here's an example. So there's a type of self-sabotage that's called uprooting. And it's basically that you never really spend enough time in a community or with a group of people or maybe even with just like one person to actually form an attachment. So although I do have relationships and friendships that are really enriching and that I'm attached to, it is something that I personally fight because I struggle with attachment and I don't really attach emotionally that much. And I think it's, again, a way of protecting myself and a way to find comfort and security and the more you uproot yourself the more I go like okay let me go to this other place let me move here let me move there all of those things then I'm basically being a partner in that self-sabotaging behavior so what happens here is that then I'm keeping myself from my highest self I'm keeping myself from people and that is actually what refines you what helps you good people make you a better version of yourself and draw you closer to who you actually are. And this is something that someone told me too one day, that usually the things that you envy or that you want to be is who you already are. But sometimes you don't discover that until you're in community. And so many times you don't even become that until you're in community because you need people to become those things. You need people to grow. You need people to to help you along the way to actually lead you and inform you because you can't do things alone as much as you want to, as much as you can do some things alone, then there's always a fallback and there's always the cost of your own self, who you could become. Sometimes we think that when we come in community or when we become attached to someone, then you're losing a part of yourself. And I felt that way sometimes, but it's all because you think you're losing you think you're losing a part of yourself, you're actually losing your old self. And in community and friendship, you start becoming someone new. Of course, be aware of the community some people you surround yourself with because you might not become a better version of yourself if you're surrounding yourself with toxicity or with things that are not useful or that are compromising. But surround yourself with people that elevate you and that you are also elevating and then your life will be so much better their lives will be better and the society will be better and then everything contributes 
to something. But I think I would always think with the mentality of building. Are you building and what are you building? What are you building with your life, with your actions, with what you're doing? Is every choice that you're making, think about it. What are you building? It might be super simple, like, okay, I'm going to the I'm going to this coffee shop to buy a coffee. What are you building? This sounds so stupid, but please hear me out here because I think everything matters and every single action that you make, every choice that you make, again, informs the coding in your brain and it informs your future decisions and it informs who you are and your behaviors and how you see life and your worldview and framework. So don't neglect and don't underestimate the power of small choices because those are the choices that will completely shape your own system of decision making and who you are and your whole life. So don't ever underestimate the small things. Again, going back to that example, going to buy a coffee. Why does that decision matter or not? Well, if I'm just getting a coffee because I want a coffee, you would have to think, well, what are your financial goals? Why are you spending that? Is that something that you need to spend? Are you spending it to go to for your mental health? Are you spending it because you're just, you know, wasting money? Every single choice, even if it seems small, matters because, and not for you to get paralyzed by choices, because that also becomes a choice, you being paralyzed by that. Um, and not getting mind boggled by all of the choices that we make because we, we're breathing, right? And we're not making the choice to breathe, but we can make the choice to stop breathing. So of course we shouldn't be like microanalytical of every choice that we make, but I think that we, in the same way that people lead by example, we lead by example to ourselves. So if I'm constantly spending money on that coffee, then I'm making spending money on small things super easy and open to me. So then suddenly I see a necklace that I like or something on the street and I'm like, oh, I, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. And I'm just like spending all this money that's unnecessary. So then it creates a lifestyle. So I think always, 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 always think about the small things because it's going to take so much less energy to think about one small thing than then having to deconstruct a whole behavioral pattern that you have in your life. So that would be one of the takeaways for the day. But the whole reason I was talking about this was two things. How life can actually be successful and your life can be successful. And success has so many different parameters. So don't just limit it to money or to material things. But how it all comes down to your the coding of your mind and how you're setting up yourself for success. So yeah, that is kind of what I wanted to talk about. And to summarize, set up yourself for success. Don't neglect the small things. And always think back to what are you coding into your mind? What choices are you making? How are you thinking about things? And I think the best approach to this, and you can have so many different ones, there's always ways to do things differently. And in a new way, you might discover a new way to recalibrate yourself or to find a way to change your posture or your mindset. Try new things, always. But always take a step back and think, okay, how is this serving 
me and others and how is this building am i building something what am i building with this every choice that you make always has an agenda without you knowing it even if you don't know it you're building something you're doing something with that so find what intention is behind your choices even if again you don't know it and then you will find the connection to what is going on in your mind in your patterns and your perspective about life and if you do that slowly without pressure just every single day little thought about it then one day you'll wake up or even immediately like I literally was in all and mind blown you can change your posture in a second just by the way you are looking at things but then you can change your whole life and your whole patterns by Again, being intentional with the small things. So be intentional with the small things. Always go back to what's going on in your mind and every choice that you make. And finally, I would just take a step back and think about how wonderful things are and how wonderful things can be because they can be that. But it comes down to you and how you're thinking about things. So... Yeah, I hope you have a great week. That is my takeaway, big takeaway. I really felt I had to say this thing too. A friend told me in a voice note that was beautiful, that your name is written in rooms you haven't stepped into yet. And I think that correlates with this whole thing of how you're seeing life and how life can actually be successful and be great. And I think, you know, when you look back in your life, whatever it has been, Literally, whatever it has been, whether it's been what um, you expected it to be, whether it hasn't matched your expectations, whether you're not feeling great right now about it or about your recent years, or maybe, maybe you don't see hope for the future. I just want you to remember that, that your name is written in rooms that you haven't even stepped into yet, that there is so much more and it's all about you changing your mind and the moment you change it things change around you literally things change around you because you start seeing things that you didn't see before because you are changing the material from what you used to construct your reality so we as human beings we just see things and we create interpretations about them we create stories about them. There's so many studies about people actually seeing things in front of them, but not seeing them because of their perception of the world, because they couldn't believe that because it wasn't possible, because how could it be possible? So then they didn't actually create that in their, through their eyes and how, what they were seeing. Imagine it that way. How could it be possible? How could it be possible that you could be successful? Why? How? Is it even possible? It's all about you and how you set up your mind towards that. You need to code your brain as if you were a machine that was analyzing the world, as if you were decoding, as if you were like an x-ray of the world, you know, you were that machine that is taking that x-ray, that is taking that analysis. You're only going to see it if you code it into the system, into the, the actual software that is analyzing it. So how could it be? But what if it is? And it is only if you decide that you want it to be. So I think so many times it doesn't even come down for to you believing it, but you wanting to believe it.
And I know sometimes it hurts even more to believe things because of the pain that we've gone through, because of the disappointment, disillusionment. It hurts even more to believe something, even if it doesn't even exist. Even if it's something that exists, imagine if it's something that exists, but it hurts so much to believe it because we have gone through so much, or maybe you've gone through so much, and maybe you're holding on to that last thing that you have. But it just takes you going through that pain, however big it is, and actually believing in it. And saying, yes, it is this way and it's going to be this way. And just wrapping it up, I've seen through TikTok this so much recently and it's so funny. But it's so true and it's this whole, these whole videos about being delulu and being like delusional basically. And then actually, you know, getting what you want. But without taking, you know, the, <laughs> it as a joke um which is funny i mean of course it's not just about believing and some being delusional and not doing things it's not about just you sitting in a couch and believing things but i think that there is something beautiful and there's something so true that's the thing it is so true when you actually believe in something believe it for yourself Sometimes you even see it, but you're just not believing it for yourself. You believe it for your friend, you believe it for your family, for whoever, but you don't believe it for yourself. It just takes you believing it for yourself. And then you'll start seeing it everywhere. You, you'll start see opportunities open up. You, you'll start have a, having ideas. Things will start showing up. You'll start appearing in those rooms. But you have to believe it because... If not, then you're not going to see it. And you can research so much more about perception. I have other podcasts that I've done from the beginning of this podcast that I've talked about that because I'm really passionate about perception. It's something really interesting to me. And I actually did my thesis in college about it. So research a little more into it because you will be fascinated about how our perception of the world really affects the way we make decisions and the way we see the world. So yeah, I hope you have a wonderful week and month and I'll see you in the next one.